You're listening to Watching Friends on the HyperX Podcast Network. Welcome back to Watching Friends. We've made it to Season 4, Episode 8, the one with Chandler in a box. I'm Ryan Vaffanapoli. And I'm Mark. And I walk into the room and he won't even talk to me. Just mumbles something in Italian. <laughs> Fair. We did. I mean, we're finally at this episode. I love this episode. But before we get into it, Mark, what have you been up to this week? Um, I have been working very hard. Fair. And, and that's pretty much my boring life. That's it? Just work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. I am very aware of how my voice sounds today because I accidentally fell down a rabbit hole this morning of watching Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing interviews on YouTube. I was going to say, your voice is sounding uh, a bit deeper and uh, a bit Darth Vader-y. Yeah, it's really difficult. <laughs> now I'm like, why don't I sound like Christopher Lee? So I'm like, I might do the entire podcast. And I'm like, yes, we open with Joey answering the phone and all whatever. Because, um, yeah, their voices sound great and England doesn't sound like that anymore and it makes me a little bit sad. No, you, you need to do the, the American... Uh, version of an English accent, which all my American friends do at me. Go, oh, Harry Potter, and I'm like, I don't talk like that. Stop it. I saw a video on YouTube of, I don't know how they end up doing this, but their videos are basically about Korea, um, South Korea, um, fair, um, and somehow they ended up giving school children Korean chicken, okay. and then they were doing memes that how like Americans think we talk, and it was all like water. Yeah. And then it all just sounded ridiculous. Oh, I, I have that issue going over to America. If I go, oh, can I have a glass of water, please? They're like, and they're like, I don't, I don't know what you you mean. Water? Nah, no, no clue. Water? Oh, okay. You want a glass of, of water? Okay. It's like, it's it's close enough. I'm clearly not asking for a man named Walter. Yeah, like where's Walter? Just yeah, like you know, you know, I'm asking for a glass of something. What sounds similar to that? It's really frustrating. Yeah, plus it's not that difficult to understand, like you were saying. It, it I'm speaking English the same as you. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's some turn of phrases in, in you know, in British English, I guess, or yes. English as it should just be called, that I get would be difficult. Well, well Scottish or Welsh, especially, because, uh, you know, first the accent can be difficult to understand. Then there is lots of slang words in there. So, yeah, fair enough. You're not going to know it. Yeah. But, but, you know, whereas, you know, Australians, if you say water to them, lots of people love hearing... British people say water. I don't know what it is about Australians and the loving the word water from an English person. No, it's really just water. Yeah. Maybe we should do an ASMR video. Water. Just, just water. 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 <laughs> yeah, this is a weird start for a podcast. <laughs> it is a weird Or maybe people will love it. And they'll be like, oh, can you please do a whispered episode on your Patreon? And speaking of Patreon, we would like to thank our patrons, uh, Jonathan, Paul and Deborah, uh, for continuing to support us and being amazing um, and enjoying all that exclusive content that you can only get at our Patreon. Yep, thank you very much. Uh, we are a Patreon-supported show. Uh, we can only do this thanks to our patrons helping to support us and pay for those bills and other things that we have to do. Otherwise, we do this all in our spare time for free. All those hours of content. Aren't we nice? Yes, exactly. And our Patreon's even nicer. Yep, exactly. Yeah, well, we have no further delays about how we pronounce words. Uh, let's get on to the episode. Uh, we open with Joey answering the phone at home. It's Chandler, and he's calling to apologise, but Joey keeps hanging up on him. Um, Joey hangs up twice before Chandler switches tactics and pretends to be a radio DJ, which at first Joey's really into. He's like, oh, I'm just excited. Like, like, he's pretty dumb at this point. Did you enter <laughs> yeah. a radio contest, Joey? No. No. Nope. Like, 
But it's just great. He's just completely like, oh, this is so cool. I'm just yeah. oblivious. And then eventually, obviously, he does catch on that it's Chandler trying to try and apologise, and he hangs up on him. Hangs up on him again. Which I get it. Like at the same time, most of these problems can be solved with a bit of talking. Trying to ignore your problems generally doesn't make them go away that easily. Yep. Tell it to my waistline. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it doesn't. And then we get the titles. Um, and then Chandler enters the girl's apartment and he's uh, complaining. Ugh, turkey. Ugh, giving thanks. Ugh. Look, everyone, it's the spirit of Thanksgiving. Are <laughs> things with you and Joey any better? They couldn't be worse. I spent eight hours calling him last night just trying to get him to talk to me. Wow, eight hours. So you could probably really use one of those plug-in telephone headsets, huh? Should we all expect Christmas gifts that can be stolen from your office? <laughs> you shouldn't. Speaking of Christmas, um, since Monica and I are starting a new business and have, like, no money, um, this year maybe we could do Secret Santa, and then we each only buy one gift. And, and, there's the added mystery of, you know, who gets who. Who gets whom? I don't know why I do that. I know why Ross does that, Mark. Because it's correct. Yeah, but you're not going to get any woman by being uh, a language nerd, I don't think. Tell that to me. <laughs> no, it is not your. Is why you are apostrophe. Yeah, yeah. Ross says it. Yeah, I know. That, I know it's all completely wrong, but um, but it it just yeah, he does it because it's correct, and I, I'm all for Ross doing this. Oh, I hate people that do it. It's okay as long as it couldn't to the internet. It's okay as long as you don't put the word actually in front of it. Oh, okay. Actually makes it you makes you a dork and it's annoying and frustrating. It, it does make you a a bit of a nerd, doesn't it? When you go actually, actually. Tradition of Warhammer again. Yeah, just doesn't sound good. Uh, you know, I did like kind of how Rachel. Well, actually, no, I don't like it. I don't like how Rachel really does not care about buying gifts for other people and just wants to get stuff she steals from the office. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't like people who do not put any thought into their presents. Like, I don't care how much you spend, but if you put like just the tiniest bit of effort, you could you could give me a card that has just like a nice note in it. Yeah. That tells me way more than you spending twenty quid on like a toy. That you clearly just found at the gas station. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, last minute presents are the worst because they, they seldom show any kind of thought. And you're just like, oh, now I've got. I would rather have the money and I could have bought something nice. That, like, even that would be like showing you care. Like, look, why don't you choose? Yeah, you pick what you want. Or even a voucher. People always say vouchers are lazy, and I'm like, mm. uh, the problem with vouchers is that they are worse than cash. So why not just give someone cash? Because people think cash is impersonal, don't they? They, they, they do, but I don't. Like cash, cash can you can use on everything. Whereas vouchers, you're really limited. Like my wargaming friends, we just have a tradition of every birthday and Christmas, we just automatically send each other e-vouchers for Games Workshop because we know it's going to get spent. So it's just easier than giving each other cash. Isn't that just the same as you giving someone twenty pound and they're giving it back to you? I guess. But you know, our birthdays don't overlap that much, so okay, you know, like, I'll fair. send Phil some and then Lee, and then I get it back. So, so whoever dies last wins. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I don't think vouchers are that bad, but again, it's, it's what's the vouchers for. If it's a generic, like, for, there's a large shopping centre in Birmingham called the Bull Ring. I say large, it's not, is it? It's no, tiny. No. It's, Everyone's like, oh, it's the most amazing shopping centre in the Midlands. Like, have you been anywhere else? Because there's some much nicer ones everywhere. Yep. I mean, like, is it Westfield in 
in London. In London is very nice. You could fit the ball ring in it twice. Yes. Like, it's ridiculously small in comparison, but it's nice for the Midlands, I suppose. Mm. Um, but yeah, like a generic shopping centre gift voucher is kind of boring because you could be one of 50 shops. I think that's fine. Because normally the issue is, is when you buy it for a specific shop and then they go under or they have like reasons why you can't use the voucher or they're like, oh no, you have to spend the voucher in one go. You, don't, you can't get like any money back from it. Yeah, that's annoying. So... Yeah, I think the the bigger the voucher, the better, but cash is always king. Yeah, but as obviously you heard, uh, monocrine peeps are so poor, so Secret Santa was suggested. Uh, it's a great idea, to be fair. I've done it with workplaces many times and occasionally with family and friends. I do love a good Secret Santa. How do you feel about it, Mark? I think it's great. Like, at work, it can be a little bit awkward, especially if you don't know the person that you've picked if you work in a larger place. But you can, if you're smart enough, you will find a gift that kind of can work for anyone. Um, if you are not smart though and you just get any old generic crap then what's the point yeah and and it is gutting when you like see someone open their gift and like wow they got the best thing ever and it's like totally tailored to them and then you're like i got a book about something i don't care about we did it at disney store once and uh a girl called shelly got me and i opened my christmas secret santa presents and it was like i think some, some star wars related and a game of thrones book oh i thought it'd be condoms no. Ribbed for her, her pleasure, yeah? Shelley was not interested. And, and uh, a little line. <laughs> Shelley would not have told me those things, trust me. Um, I mean, they would have been used anyway, so a bit of a waste. Yeah, it's fair. Like, what am I going to do with these? I just got to get up and dust. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, like, I, was, I was amazed. I was like, oh my God, I had no idea Shelley knew me this well. And I was like, really touched. And I was like, oh, that's wonderful. And I was like, oh, so, you know, I feel so much closer to Shelley now. Isn't it amazing? What a wonderful person. She'd asked one of the other guys at work what I should get, and they'd basically picked four. I mean, at least she put the effort in, right, to find what to get. She did, but at the time, I went from, like, elation to, oh, I might as well just have Stuart as much because he picked up. But, yeah, but it is, it is nice because it does, you know, it can help people get to know their workmates or better. But, yeah, it's a very and, cool And also, like they say, you don't have to buy 12 gifts. You just, you can buy one nice gift. Because, yeah. you know, you don't need all these gifts, especially when you're in your 30s and 40s, like, not a child anymore. Yeah, especially nowadays with the cost of living and things, it can be a much more reasonable idea to be like, right, I'm going to buy one middle gift instead of buying like 10 small gifts. I would more. rather one Ferrari on my driveway than, uh, you know, 10 pairs of socks. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'll make that a note for, to, <laughs> yeah. for, to, for the Watching Friends podcast, Secret Santa. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be secret for long. <laughs> no. Or we just tell Jess that she has to buy the presents. It, it'll probably just be a cardboard box out the front. Yeah. You know, it's Porsche. Look, I bought you a new aux cable, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, much. just things we need for the podcast. Yep. Um, yeah, so it's suggested. Um, Phoebe jumps at the chance um, to trade Secret Santa's because obviously she's got Rachel and nobody wants Rachel no. because Rachel just exchanges everything she's ever bought. Um, Tanner remembers how sad Rachel was when that big dog ran off of her backpack he bought her. Um, now, Phoebe's facial expression really helps here. Um, it's settlers for Chandler. He, uh, there was no big dog, Mark. No, <laughs> I like the way he says later on to Ross, like, big dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, he's like, yeah, how did you know? Yeah. He tells the girls that he's already bought her a briefcase with her initials on it, but Monica suggests he could give that to Ross instead. It works, RG. I mean, it's a bit girly, though, the bag, apparently. I don't know how a briefcase can be girly. Yeah, I was wondering this. I'm like, it's a briefcase. I mean, in... The only thing I can think of is it wasn't like a hard-shelled briefcase. It was one with like the little flap over the top. Mm. I want to see the bag. Yeah. yeah. Or, or it's pink. Yeah. Or just give it to us anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they say. So. <laughs> yeah. um, Chana then asks the girls, uh, you know, oh, it's big game time. It might be on. Like, let's watch the big game. And Phoebe rescues him by saying, Ross and Joey aren't here. 
he can watch the parade if he wants to. Which I think, you know, is, is kind of funny, but at the same time, like, if you said, I want to watch the parade, I don't think anyone would have cared. No, like, what, Russ and Joe really were like, what would the games on? And we're voting, and it's, you know, Ford mm. too. Joey seems like someone who would be into, like, the big game. Ross, not so much. I know, because we know Russ likes football from, you know, the one with the Geller Cup and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I can't imagine him teasing Chandler about wanting to watch the parade. No. But, I mean, you're in New York. Wouldn't you just go to the parade? Uh, I guess it's it could be quite busy. But, yeah, like, they're that close. They're like, yeah, let's go out, see a little bit of it, and, you know, carry on with our day. Yeah, that's what I would do. Um, but then uh, Monica... He's trying to fix some stuff in the freezer. What is wrong with this freezer? Ow! Ow! Oh God, what happened? Oh my God, ice just got in my eye. People are trying to sleep in here. <laughs> Monica got ice in her eye and it hurts. Open it up, let me see. Oh, you know, I can't, it really kills. Well, maybe you should put some ice on it. <laughs> oh, it looks bad. Honey, maybe we should take you to a doctor. No, my eye doctor is Richard. I can't go to him when I don't have a boyfriend. He's really picky about his patients. Okay, you've got to go. What's his office number? Like, I remember his office number. Speed dial seven. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, I'm calling on behalf of Monica Geller's eye. And is, um, is Richard Burke in today? He's out of town, but does she want to see the on-call doctor? Yes! Yes! She's very excited about that. Do you, do you have an eye doctor? No. Is, is, is that a thing, having your own personal eye doctor? I guess it is when you're sleeping with them. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, uh, I am quite lucky that work pay for my healthcare. Um, so I have Booper. Um, so if I do need it, I can normally call and get it pretty quickly. But yeah, I don't have like a first name basis. I'll go see my you know elbow doctor or whatever. Yeah, no. I, even the GP is just whoever's there on the day. Yeah, oh, trying to get a GP appointment is ridiculous. Like, everyone listening in Britain now is going to be like, yes, because we all know what a joke it is. Um, I mean, it is ridiculous. She can't go see Richard without a boyfriend. Well, the friends always have this where they've always got to prove, like, other people want me. Like, Ross and Rachel definitely do that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's constant one-upmanship, and it's like... I get, I get it for Monica a little bit. Like, she doesn't want to go there and be like, yeah, I'm single. I gave up the best thing of my life, Magnum P.I., um, True, but, but she wouldn't care. I don't think he would know, and I think he would probably act fairly normal. He might be like, "Oh, so you seen anyone?" And he might be like, "Look, we should get back together because, like, whatever." So True. Maybe she knows she's she's too weak willed to resist Richard. So if he suggests, I think it, everyone's too weak willed to resist Richard. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> that mustache, wow. So you need to go with attached, so you've got a shield. Yes. Like, no, I can't. I can't have the mustache because I've got this person at home. I mean, is Monica the only one who doesn't cheat in the show? I need, to, I need to have a think about this because I feel like everyone else has like at some point cheated on someone or with someone. Mm. Something for us to think about. And, uh, I don't think Rachel ever cheats, does she? Well, she helps uh, Ross cheat multiple times. She helps <laughs> Ross cheat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does she? She does. I mean, I'm trying to see how we put this on Rachel when Ross is the one doing the cheating. Well, you know, with the whole Judy thing where she's, you know, she comes up with multiple reasons he shouldn't uh, be with her and why they should kiss and all sorts of things. Oh, so you're putting the cheater in the same category as the GD? Well, yeah, because, well, because they, they're aware of it. If you're unaware, it's fine. Fair. But if you are aware that you are going to be breaking up a relationship or something or causing issues, I think you have a, a bit of an obligation there to think about it. And it's perfectly fine if you want to do it because it doesn't affect you. But you're still aware of what you're doing. 
I, I would agree. I would say, you know, being the cheaty is almost, it's not exactly as bad, but it's no. still bad, especially if you're aware of the relationship. Like you're actively disrespecting some rela- someone's relationship. So yeah. you should. So, it's still naughty. So yeah, I don't, think, I don't think Monica has ever done that to anyone. So, no. so yeah, maybe she does need a, a boyfriend to, you know, stop that. To keep her away from Yeah, we'll, we'll have to think about this a bit more because I'm... I'm not, not 100% on this. Sounds like a Patreon episode to me. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did she cheat or not? No. No. <laughs> um, but Ross isn't at Monica's. Uh, but Monica's at the doctor's, which according to Phoebe, makes Phoebe head chef. Um, and she can make all the decisions. Uh, which includes ignoring the recipe Monica told her to follow exactly. Um, Ross points this out, but he's dismissed uh, from the kitchen by head chef Phoebe. Um, such a tiny little scene, but I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's, you know, she can do what she wants. She's in the kitchen, she's in charge. And that means no meat, so I would be disappointed at that meal. She also puts a giant dollop of butter into whatever it is she's currently making. Yeah. Like, it's like half a stick of butter, and it's just, I'm like, ruined. So I'm kind of with Monica. I mean, well. it depends what she's making. Anything that's in the room with half a stick of butter. No, if it's like a cake, might be enough. Cakes require a lot of butter. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not enough of, I'm not enough of a bacon expert to really debate. No, you're more of a, a McDonald's and KFC guy, right? Well, I, I can't like busy. I mean, I don't just bake. I don't remember the last time I made a cake. Probably would have been secondary school <laughs> in whatever they call it. What was it called? DT? Design that, technology. That was, <laughs> that's not making cakes. No, we had like a whole... It was really dumb. Like our DT included like woodwork and like all the usual stuff right. you'd expect. Then there was like a fashion segment where we had to learn how to sew. Um, and then <laughs> fashion segment. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like it's a TV show, but you came out in your fantastic dress. Yeah, it's like Project Runway. I can right? imagine the sparkles that would be on there. Yeah, I was death dropping all over the place. It was like an episode of Report. It was great. Um, yeah, and then there was like the cooking bit, and it was mostly theory, annoyingly. But I remember, I remember burning some cupcakes once. I got distracted. Shocker. And uh, <laughs> yeah, accidentally set them on fire. But still, I don't think Phoebe's cake's going to come up very well, Mark. I've got no faith in Phoebe's cooking. No. Um, Chandler comes in um, he's making progress with Joey though uh, this time when he enters the room Joey only slams the door once but does so while giving Joey the finger well giving Chandler the finger yes he's not sticking up a finger himself yeah. thank you Mark <laughs> <laughs> um, Phoebe excuses herself though as she's got to call her mum to ask about left hand cooking okay how does Ross th- let this one go like he can't resist um, I mean, I mean, I mean there are left handed um, utensils and stuff yeah, but it's not left-hand cooking. No. Like, you'd have different tools. Yes. Cooking's the recipe's the same. It's not like putting one left-hand clove no, no, of garlic. No. Like, um, but somehow, Ross lets it slide, and I don't know how, because he can, he can he has to point out whom, but can leave left-hand cooking alone. Yeah. Some consistency from Ross Keller, please. That's what I would like. Um, but now, Ross and Chandler discuss Secret Santa stuff, and this time, it's Chandler's turn to brief Ross about Rachel's exchanging habits. Which, how has Ross not noticed? They dated for such a long time. I think Rachel is very conniving and clever. She probably just goes, oh, you know, they're in my special drawer. Oh, I only take them out for special occasions. Or I lent them to Monica. There's, there's probably, like, reasons why she's not. That does, they all do sound like very Rachel-y type excuses, to be yeah. fair. I think you're spot on. Um, but Ross decides to go and see Joey. Um, and Joey's busy boxing up all the things Chandler guilt purchased into a very large crate. I mean, it's a bit weird, because that's Chandler's stuff that he bought. Like... Even if he is upset about it all, like, what's he going to do? China's going to get a credit note? Yeah, it's still not his stuff no. to be given away. Um, but according to Joey, Chandler is no longer his best friend. That spot now belongs to Ross. 
And the first act Ross does as Joey's best friend is to make him talk to Chandler. I, I really like that. You know, he's like, oh, well, I, I'm your best friend. Like, that's a really cool thing. He, even if it sounds like, you know, eight-year-olds talking about being best friends. I'd like the way, as your first act of best friend, I'm going to get you to talk to him. I think, yeah, that's clever. And Joey, Joey's manipulated into it so easy as well. Yeah, he's like, oh, if you were my best friend. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's only had the title for 12 seconds, Joey, but still. There we go. There's our new feature. Um, the Magna Doodle is visible in this scene, and it's the words, I'm sorry, over and over and over again. Uh, clearly, Chandler has been trying everything to communicate with Joey. Yeah, I, I really get frustrated with people who are like, I'm upset with you, and so I do not want to talk to you and we'll block all communication. And sometimes it's fair, like, you know, they need time apart or alone. But sometimes it can be like, look, you don't have to agree with me. Just listen to what I, I have to say. Especially if it's an, a misunderstanding. Like you, you, especially you see this in films where there's a massive argument. Or something. It's like, if you just spent two seconds listening to them, they'll be like, oh, look, that, the reason that happened is because of this. They're like, oh, okay, I'm not mad at you anymore. Yeah, it's true. I mean, to me, it depends what it is. And this is a pretty, like, tough issue for, for Joey to deal with, you know, like Chandler kissed his girlfriend. Um, it only hits slightly weird because we've never really seen Joey care about these relationships before. No. So it comes off a bit weird being like, yeah, and as he says, he's not mad at Kathy and he doesn't particularly care that Kathy kissed Chandler. What he does care is that Chandler, his best friend, kissed his girlfriend. I didn't even realise him and Kathy were at that point, to be honest. No. Well, especially as he had been with Casey the night before. Yeah. So it's it, Joey's kind of emotional trauma, I guess, is a little bit difficult to understand. Or defend, I think, defend. in this case. Yeah, um, like... Uh, but also at the same time, like they are living together. Yes, you can ignore him for as much as you want, but there's going to be have to be times where you talk, like oh the bill's coming up, or you know something has happened. Like you, you can't be that annoyed and angry at someone that you're going to refuse to acknowledge their existence, but also live in the same place as them. Yeah, I think a lot of it depends on like how big a deal is the issue, and that kind of dictates the reasonable amount of time you're allowed to to ignore them for. Like if you smashed my favorite mug. I wouldn't ignore it well. I'd be like, God damn it, Mark. Clumsy klutz. And that would be like the end of the conversation. If, you know, you did something egregious, maybe I'd be like, right, I'm taking a weekend. Like, shut up. I don't want to talk to you for a weekend. But also, you you could talk to me. You'd be like, I never forgive you, though. And I think it's fine for you to act normal with people and be like, I see you've, you see you've apologised, but I don't have to accept it. And I can still be annoyed and upset forever at you, but I can still be civil towards you. Yeah, that's fair. I would agree. It's a very mature way of handling the situation. Um, we now join Chandler and Kathy at Central Park. Oh my God, is it really that bad? I walk into a room and he won't even talk to me. He just mumbles something in Italian. <laughs> and I know he only knows the bad words. Hey, Gunther, have you, uh, have you seen Chandler? I thought you were Chandler. But, um, what if you's over there? Oh. Hey, Joe. Vaffanapoli, huh? Do you know what Joey just said, Mark? I do not speak Italian, so no. no. Uh, it translates as go to Naples. Um, but the phrase is actually used as kind of go to hell. Is essentially what it means. Is, is Naples not a nice place? Uh, I'd assume not. Well, he didn't have a good rep back when this phrase was coined. Um, 
Yeah, I won't lie, Mark. The translation is a lot softer than I expected. I'm I'm guessing for censorship reasons, they probably like swear words, even if they're in a foreign language, are, are not acceptable because it's still swearing. I suppose. I've, so that's probably the reason. Censorship ruining yeah, our world yeah. again. I don't know what he would have said otherwise. Like, but imagine trying to kiss my girlfriend, and then I saw them kissing again. I'd be like, definitely a lot stronger. Yes. Go to <laughs> go to Naples. Well, what the British equivalent would be go to Croydon. <laughs> I I really did like how Gunther goes. I thought you were trying. <laughs> like he does not know who's who, and it's like, oh, they're just. I guess he only cares about Rachel. Well, we know he knows who Phoebe is because they kiss at some point. Yeah. Um, so maybe he knows who the girls are because yes. he's creepy Gunther and he only knows who Ross is because he's his nemesis because he stole Rachel yep. um, so the other two is like whatever you're interchangeable they, they you know Joey and Charlie very much make me think of like Anton Deck or those kind of like double act mm-hmm. TV people where people like they know the names of Joey and Chandler, but it's like which one's which I don't know no, there's a great line in uh, the film Love Actually where Bill Nye's character is mm. Unlike a TV show with Anton Deck. And he answers one and he goes, That's a great point, Ant or Deck. Because he doesn't know either. And it's such a throwaway joke, but every time I watch that film, has me uh, has me in chuckles. Um, but we leave Joey's potty mouth now for Monica's ice eye. Uh, her one good eye is working well enough to see that the cute doctor uh, is cute. Um, Monica confirms this with Rachel. Yep, he's cute. So cute. Rachel is thinking about jabbing herself in the eye with a pen. Ouch. Like, no. <laughs> well, look, Rachel's been on fire. Again, comedy wise this episode. This is a funny line. I find it funny when she says it. Obviously, she's not realistically suggesting she's going to do it, but no. it's funny. And uh, when they're talking about gifts stolen from the office, and Russell's like, should we all expect gifts that you can steal from work? And she's like, you shouldn't. Like, <laughs> yes. just like not great jokes, but two, just two little nuggets of comedy from our Rachel Green Comedy Appreciation Club uh, that we have on the podcast. Um, but he is cute. The receptionist tells Monica that Dr. Burke will see her now. Uh-oh. Monica objects. Uh, he's meant to be out of town. And he is. This is Dr. Burke. It's Richard's son. Awkward. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it, I don't think it's that awkward at this point in time, but it's about to get more awkward and uh, a bit weird. Well, it'd be awkward if you, like, even though I just said to you, like, oh, check out that hot person over there, and then we found out that was, like, my girlfriend's daughter. Yeah, there, there probably is like that, isn't it? Like if it's, you know, their their eighteen year old son, and you're like, wow, they're they're really attractive, but it's the eighteen year old son. Like a woman saying that is probably, you know, less bad than a man saying about like a guy, a person's like eighteen year old daughter. Maybe I don't know. No, that was, yeah, it just seems creepier yeah. because of how I guess we men are creepy. Yeah, this is men. Let's <laughs> um, just society like stigmatizing men's, you know. Yeah, perhaps. I can, and certainly that has been changing. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's it's that bad. I think it was something like you would tease each other about a little bit. You were like, hey, I remember when you fancied your ex-girlfriend's child? Like, <laughs> that sounds awful. That's <laughs> yeah, so that's much worse. Yeah, that's yeah. So much worse. The grown-up path, the grown-up child of your... Because uh, you would tease each other. But yeah, as you said, it is about to get much more awkward. Um, and there's plenty of time for that after our advert break. So, Ryan, uh, the advert's been playing. Um, have you been enjoying them? I have. Uh, they're going to get better because now it's time for an advert of our very own. Yeah. We're going to tell you about our Patreon if you haven't heard about it. Um, I'm sure you have done. It's at patreon.com forward slash watching friends. And it's basically a way to help us support making this show. 
Yes, it does obviously cost things. And if you can help us share that cost, it means we can bring you more content and continue this journey that we're on. So yeah, you can support us for a pound a month, a dollar a month, a euro a month, whatever your currency is. And that will gain you access into the Patreon. Or there is the £5 and up tier, which gets you extra bonus content. So extra episodes every month uh, featuring us talking about the likes of Joey and, you know, just random uh, friend stuff. So we did a episode recently where... Ryan did a very difficult friends quiz, so you can join in with that as well. It was very difficult. Um, and yeah, it allows us to bring you more content like this. So come join us. Please do. Welcome back. Uh, when we left, uh, Monica was fancy and her ex-boyfriend's grown-up son. Uh, and now we join Chandler and Joey back at the apartment. Hey, I'm sorry, that... Where are you going? My folks. Oh, uh, when you when you coming back? I don't know. Might stay there for a few days while I look for an apartment. What? Yeah, you know, uh, at first I thought we could talk about this, you know, work it out, but uh, seeing you two together, I don't... Uh... Hey, look, what do you want me to say? Do you want me to say that I'll stop seeing her? No, it's not about her, okay? But seeing you two together just reminds me of what you did. And I don't want to live with someone who doesn't know what it is to be a friend. So, I'll see. Hey, look, I know what it is to be a friend. I just, I screwed up. Yeah, you did. And that's why I'm leaving. All right, look, if you're not going to stay for me, then at least stay for them. <laughs> okay, they have had a very difficult year. What, with the robbery and all? When that guy was robbing us and I was locked in the entertainment unit for like six hours. Do you know what I was doing in there all that time? I was thinking about how I let you down. Wow. Yeah. But if I didn't know what kind of friend you were going to turn out to be, I wouldn't have worried about it so much. See you around. All right, wait, come on. Wait, just wait one second. There has to be something that I can do. Something. If we still had that entertainment unit, I would get in there for six hours and think about how I let you down. <laughs> We got a box. Joey's light bulb moment face is as ridiculous and as charming as ever. Just yeah. the, the second he sees it, you're like, uh oh. Yeah, he, he's so childish in his like emotions. I love it. I do like that, that somehow this is this is this means something to Joey. Like, yes, getting that box is, is somehow going to be helpful. Um, but we leave Box Boy um, back at the eye doctor. Uh, Monica and. Burke Jr., who later on I decided to call Baby Burke, so I'm just going to call him Baby Burke now. Okay. Um, Monica and Baby Burke are engaging in some truly dreadful flirting. Like, it's so cringy. Yeah. Like, I'm not particularly good at flirting. I don't really notice when I'm being flirted with, but I would like to think <laughs> that if I ever decided to try and flirt, it would be better than this. I, I like it in later episodes when there is bad flirting from the gang. And people do go like, are you okay? Are you having a stroke? Is something wrong with you? Like... <laughs> You know, because it, it is far too obvious and cringy. I, if someone's flirting with me like that, it might put me off a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what makes... That's just what makes good flirting. Like, I'm sure I flirt occasionally, but I never know if I am or if I'm not, and I never know if people are flirting with me until it, it's pointed out, normally by someone else. Um, normally, the, I think the way to look at it is, are, like, two people having a fun time in a conversation? People go, that's flirting, and, like, 
you know, a lot of times it can just be, no, they just are really comfortable with each other and, and, and gel really well and have the same humour and, you know, click really well. That would make our podcast flirting, Mark. That would just be you and me flirting for 90 minutes a week. I, if people want to listen to that, great. Yeah, they can do that. <laughs> More Patreon exclusives. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, it's fair. Um, but it, yeah, I just, it made my, it was so awkward. And I'll be honest, I can't remember his name, but the chap who plays Baby Burke isn't particularly the greatest of actors. He's, okay. not, he's, just, he's just a bit wooded and almost like he's aware he's on a set and I could just see all the wheels turning when he's trying to totally flirt with Monica. Yeah, because this is going to get weirder. Like, you know, it's very incestuous in a way. Yeah. It, would, 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 you, would you go out with a woman who had dated your father? Ugh, no. no. <laughs> <was> and, like, <laughs> ugh. And, and, and at the same time, you see this in like a lot of the, the problem pages or whatever where it's like, my boyfriend set with my mother or whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's weird. Just something icky about it. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's the, the family thing or the age gap or, or what. I don't know what it is. It, just ick. Mm. I think like there's something instinctual about it where it's just icky and you don't like it. Yeah, and I especially it's because you, you know there will be some competition element in there as well. Oh, no. Yep, grim. That's, well, that's the way I think of it. It's like, you know, they're going to be like, oh, I'm dating Monica now, Dad. And, like, the Dad's going to be upset, isn't he? Because he wanted to date Monica. Like, just that sort of idea. I mean, especially in this situation, given that it's not like Monica and Richard parted ways because they'd fallen out of love. They were very much in love. Very much, yes. you know, the perfect relationship aside from wanting kids. Um, and we've already said we think they quit on that far too soon. As long as she doesn't call uh, Buck Jr. Daddy, I think we're okay. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Monica, after her dreadful flirting, ends up inviting Baby Burke over for Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, the gang aren't thrilled at the idea. He's coming here for Thanksgiving? I know, it's sick. Why is it sick? Because it's Richard's son. It's like inviting a Greek tragedy over for dinner. <laughs> right, come on, Phoebe, you understand, don't you? Yeah, I could see where I'd be your best shot, but no. <laughs> Sorry, honey, I think it's twisted. Yeah. What's twisted? Ugh, me going out with Richard's son. Ew. <laughs> ew, ew, ew. <laughs> Sounds like a really bad idea to me. Is he okay in there? He's fine. Hey, you know, Mon, if things work out between you and Richard's son, you'll be able to tell your kids that you slept with their grandfather. Fine, judge all you want to, but married a lesbian, left a man at the altar, fell in love with a gay ice dancer, threw a girl's wooden leg in the fire, live in a box! My joke, Mark. That is my joke. Oh, you, you never... Give me time to... It's to, in to, the notes. To, to cue these up. My joke. My joke to this. Uh, it's the Greek tragedy line that is my joke, um, because it just had been bits, but uh, Monica absolutely destroys them all. Um... And in th I kind of feel like she should like a, get an honorary my joke when she just absolutely obliterates the gang. Yes, uh, definitely. Just, just like she's like, man, the lesbian living in a box. Well, yeah, because I feel like we figured out that Chandler's clearly funny. Yep. Ross definitely has his moments. Joey can be funny as well, and Phoebe's funny, and Rachel is definitely very funny, and Monica, I'm not so sure, but she has so you know every once in a while she has a little moment. She comes out with something. Norm like and normally it is one of these. I'm pointing out that you two are like just as bad as each other. Yeah, like the episode where Rachel's dating Josh, the young yes, guy, yeah. and she's like, "You're a, you've got a twelve year old girl job to Ross, and then he steals from you." I mean, it's the same joke in a sense, isn't it? But yeah, 
But yeah, I guess when she's tearing the gang a new one, she's quite funny. But her actual humour, I guess her humour is quite mean or it's not funny the same way everyone else is funny. I think it's like a, a mum sort of thing. It's like, I'm going to correct you now with facts. Yeah, I feel like it's only funny to people watching. Like, yes. if you were in the room, you wouldn't find any of Monica's jokes funny. But yeah. when you're watching them, they're hilarious. Yeah. Um, Rachel asks what the point of the box is. And then Joey beckons Chandler to explain. So, obviously, I'm assuming you know this, but just in case you can't picture it and don't remember the episode, the large crate is now in the front of Monica's living room and Chandler is inside the crate. Why do they have a large crate? Is it just for Joey packing up stuff? Yeah, Joey, apparently Joey was packing all that stuff back to the same place. I don't know how the crate got through the door. So I've only ever had to use a crate once. So I, I worked at a, a video game company and they wanted to send a bunch of computers over um, to, to a different place abroad. And they, was, they tasked me with finding a box. And I was like, well, one, this isn't my job, but okay, where do you want me to get a box from? And so I went to Sainsbury's. They sometimes used to have boxes at the end of the tills, like nothing there. Went around a bunch of other stores, no boxes. I'm like, I don't know where you want me to get a box from for free. Because this was before like the packing places had boxes and stuff. Yeah. But next door was like this warehouse. And they're like, I asked them, like, do you own boxes? They're like, no, we have this wooden crate. And I'm like, perfect. That will definitely protect the computers and monitors I need to send in boxes. That would be great. <laughs> I took it in with someone else's help. And we thought it was a great idea. And then the boss came down and was like, what's this? Why are we sending this? Like, that's... You know, it's going to be far too expensive to send that compared to a cardboard box or whatever. It's like, I don't know what you expected of me, but it made sense in my head to send monitors, like the old style monitors and big heavy computers in a crate than a cardboard box. And I was proven right because when we did find some boxes and we sent them over, everything got smashed to pieces. There. Because, you know, computers are heavy. Yeah. And cardboard boxes without any like proper packaging in them, like you normally get when you buy it new, are not very strong. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's a mini tangent here, but I bought a comic online the other day. And I'm shocked at what else is in there. But the person who packed it put it in a bag without a board, but then wrapped about 97 sheets of cardboard around it. And it just it annoyed me. Was it well protected? Yeah, it really was. But because he hadn't bagged and boarded it, I was annoyed. And I'm staring at this ridiculously well packaged item going, I'm annoyed it's not put a board in the bag. It isn't bagged and boarded, but it is wrapped. It couldn't... It, I've had worse. I've had people back on board a comic and just post it in an envelope, which yeah. is less protection than this guy put in. But for some reason, the fact that he'd gone through all the effort of wrapping his cardboard around it and still not back on board, it really annoyed me. This is definitely a, uh, you know, argument or being upset for a different podcast, I think, because I bet most of this is going, I have no idea what he's talking about, about right now. But still, either way, packaging is one. I'm totally with you. I'd like to send something in a crate. It seems cool. I want to open a crate with a crowbar. Yeah, yeah, seems fun, right? Yeah, like open an envelope is boring. I've done that a million times. <laughs> I've never opened a crate. That sounds great. Um, but yeah, Joey explains that the meaning of the box is threefold. It gives him time to think about what he did. And number two, it proves how much he cares about his friendship with Joey. And finally, number three, it hurts. Yeah, because I guess it is not really long enough for him to lie down in there yeah i was trying to work out like the dimensions of the box and i was like well maybe you could kind of it doesn't look big enough at any point for you to either lie down or properly sit up you'd be like a weird slouchy angle leaning on your elbows or something and the wood just yeah i doubt he's got pillows in there or anything no just war but and then yeah it doesn't i mean it's a weird thing to have him done but you know at least there's meaning yep and explanation over and ross asks rachel if you can see the necklace ross bought her last christmas because clearly he's still thinking about Rachel exchange presents that he found out earlier that day from Chandler. And he's so desperate to prove Chandler wrong. Uh, Rachel asks why. 
Um, and she, she kind of like wanders off to get it. Uh, she brings out the wrong necklace um, and he's busted right away. She like waves it around in front of Ross's face. Go, look, this is it. It's not saying like it's up, down, left, right, behind the back. <laughs> Just trying to hide Ross and seeing it. But uh, she's busted. As the one Ross bought was gold. And this one is silver. Um, yeah. Big dog. Yep, pretty much. It, it, it's Rachel. I mean, why would she be any different with things Ross bought her than things anyone else bought her? Well, I guess that's the point of this episode because she is actually sentimental about certain things. She has things that, I guess, truly matter to her. Um, the door knocks and blind Monica runs across the apartment to let Tim, a.k.a. Baby Burke, in. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I want to call him Baby Burke so that's what it's getting called. Baby Burke comes in and Monica introduces him to the gang, including the man in the box. Um, later. Yeah, the, the, the gang do weird stuff like this so it's like yeah this is perfectly normal but surely he should be going this is a weird group of friends like something's off here I mean I'd be like why is your guy in a box yeah I'd be like do we all have to get in boxes is that a game what are we doing like, I just wanted to know yeah. why, wouldn't you, why would you not ask maybe you'd eat dinner first and then ask rude questions afterwards yeah. although I don't feel like a man in a box in the living room is a rude question no it's a very unusual situation to yeah be like should I should I call the cops also, we've said man in the box so much now that I've got the Alice in Chains song going from my head do you know yeah. that song yeah it's a very good song um, yeah it is just weird uh, but later on Rachel Joey and baby Burke are watching the football and a team score uh, the trio cheer and Chandler asks what happened and Joey replies you kiss my girlfriend brutal but funny I mean you have done similar jokes with our friends where you just don't answer their question. You just make a statement about something they've done. Have I? Yes. When? We'll discuss it off air. Oh, okay. <laughs> this sounds intriguing. I'm very curious. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that discussion. I mean, illuminate me into what happened. Um, but Ross still can't left, let the gift exchanging go. Uh, he makes a snide comment to Rachel. And uh, Rachel tells him to go to Naples. And Joey's very impressed. Yeah, I, I like the kind of like Joey-Rachel friendship where you don't really see them interact all too much, but they clearly like do tell things to each other, like silly things. Yeah. And I think we see these in later seasons where, you know, Rachel does enjoy Joey's like childish humour sometimes. She does. Oh, it's not like just a look on her face when like, she's like, you know, Vaffanopoli. And yeah. then she looks at Joey like, did I do it right? <laughs> yeah. And he's supports like his, his like satisfied face. He's like, yes, well done, like my pupil. <laughs> and it's just very cute to see. Um, but yeah, it is dinner time. And baby Burke needs to wash up. All right, everybody. This turkey is ready. Where can I wash up? Here. Let me show you. Okay, the towels are hanging next to the sink, and um, you can use the fancy soap. Thank you. <laughs> fancy soap? I thought we were saving that for the Pope. <laughs> See, he's nice, right? Yeah, but Monica, do you really want to be in a relationship where you can actually use the phrase, that's not how your dad used to do it? <laughs> Wow, everything looks great. Where should I sit? Save your seat. Six, 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 six. <laughs> oh, I'll get it. Gotcha! <laughs> that doesn't sound like thinking to me. Sorry! You know, I don't think you should be talking at all in there. I think you got too much thinking to do to be talking and making jokes. Okay, okay, you got it. Phoebe kills with that joke. She does. Nobody laughs. Not even Box Boy. No. And it's hilarious, but poor Phoebe's robbed of a laugh because of TV pacing. Like, you know, clearly it's not the time to make that joke in the episode, but it's so funny. It, it is a brilliant line. I really liked how um, 
you know, Monica doesn't let anyone use the fancy soap. I could just imagine, though, if you went into the bathroom and be like, soap, 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 ooh, soap, and you use the fancy one, like, she would be fuming afterwards. Because once you unwrap the soap, I'm assuming it's that type of soap. Yep. It, once it's used once, it is kind of used. Yeah, you can't, you know, put the soap back in the bowl, so to speak. No, so, like, she has to be really careful. She can't just, you know, leave it out. You have to, like have it hidden away in a box somewhere because otherwise I probably would pick that up and be like I'm just using that I would totally use the fancy soap if, if you give me the option of normal and fancy I'm picking fancy every yes. time just because I'd be like ooh yeah I'm going to treat myself I'd probably just wash my hands twice they'd be like oh fancy soap <laughs> but still um, Monica's such a weirdo I would love to have like a proper detailed look around that bathroom though and see all the ridiculous nonsense that's in there yeah because it's, it's quite small and from the, the outside it looks like there's like a medicine cabinet and that's always going to look messy it doesn't look like it's a, a particularly clean or airy bra- bathroom. No. Yeah, it's Monica's, so. Um, but yeah, that, that joke from Phoebe, that's not how your dad used to do <laughs> like, like, there will be loads of things that will happen in their relationship where she'll mention his dad, or he'll mention his dad in some way. Yeah. And it'll be gross. Because people do mention their exes in relationships. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but you might, you know, you'd be telling a story of like, oh, me and my ex once went to that restaurant. Because, yeah. you know, so have you ever been here and you'd just be telling the story and suddenly it'd be like, me and your dad went to that restaurant and it's, yeah. ugh, it's just creepy. I do like how Rachel's like sick, 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 sick when she's pouring the, the orange juice. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we discussed this a little bit briefly off air and we're trying to figure out why it's sick, I guess. Is it just because, you know, it's because of like the dad or because the, the guy's young or whatever? And yeah, we, it's just difficult. I think it's just gross, whatever you've way you think about it yeah like there's no way you can really adjust the situation where it feels okay yeah like it's just other than the issues of well it's me doing it so it's fine like <laughs> you know what I mean? no because you know you this happens you know with with phoebe and ursula where she like dates guys and i guess we never thought about that did we like where she dates guys who have dated ursula and gone oh that's gross or sick or anything and neither of the gang True. But, but surely in theory like that's just as bad as as this i think dad and or like parent and child is, is worse because of the age dynamic, I guess. Yeah. And um, whereas siblings are probably going to be similar age. Yeah. Um, it would be weird that like I wouldn't date a partner's sibling. It be would awkward. Just be, yeah, just be too, too creepy, especially twins. <laughs> like what if you got the name confused because you know, they look the same? Or what if they uh, did that thing that they did in like sister, sister and stuff and pretend to be the other one and you don't know? This sounds like videos in the dark corner of the internet, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you go to, so I'm not going to comment. Um, but uh, speaking of pacing, um, we have another clip coming right up, Mark. Uh, Rachel asks Ross to pass him the yams, and he makes a dig about Joby having the mash if she wants to exchange them. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, I like it. But petty as hell. Um, Rachel asks him what's wrong, and he tells her, nothing is wrong with him. He's not devoid of sentimental feeling. Um, now I wouldn't normally do two clips this close together but to me this is one of Rachel's like defining and most memorable moments and it hits me in the feels every single time don't say that I have no sentiment this is a movie stub from our first date this is an eggshell from the first time you made me breakfast in bed this is from the museum the first time we were together Okay, maybe I exchange gifts sometimes, but I keep the things that matter. I don't know what to say, I'm sorry. Though, 
You're not supposed to take these. It's like a million years old. We, we actually, we have people looking for that. I mean, it's great. Maybe I like this clip so much because I'm a bit of a sentimental sap, I guess. But I do like getting to see this nice softer side of Rachel. Yeah, I think it's good, especially as she trades in all her gifts. She, you know, if it's jewelry or clothing you're buying her, you know, she has particular taste. That's fine, and it's why buying difficult or uh, buy why it's difficult buying jewelry or clothing for people. Mm. But some of the stuff is a bit weird. Like she kept the first eggshells. Like that's just going to go gross after a while. Yeah, the eggshell is weird. Uh, the movie stub, fair enough. Yeah, like stuff like that's nice. And the fossil she stole <laughs> from the museum. So when I go on like trips and stuff like that, I always pick up like leaflets and stuff, even if they're leaflets to places they're never going to go to because they're just like a fun thing to bring back and be like, oh yeah, that's like something I looked at or it's related to the place I visited or whatever. Um, the the dinosaur bone, yeah, I can see why she'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to snap that off and not realise it's the actual real one because most, most museums don't have the real dinosaurs there. They're like yeah, you know, cast fake, or something, yeah, yeah. fake versions, like yeah, mainly probably because of this reason. Yeah. I do love how Russ is like, you're not supposed to take this. <laughs> yeah, we, we had people looking for it for a long time. Like, yeah, that's probably very expensive. But he doesn't ask for it back. I, mean, I suppose he can't at that point. Like, it's, you've just had a go at someone for not being sentimental, and then you're going to go, that thing you really lovingly and sweetly kept. But anyone that she kept all this stuff post-copy girl, post-break. Yes. Like, it doesn't like she had this stuff, and then Russ, you know, and she threw it out. She kept it in spite of all the drama that's happened. Yeah, she, did, she didn't have a, a bin and do a magical spell with Phoebe to... Yeah. Like, I kind of think, you know, you're probably like most people where after the breakup, you've been all the stuff that you don't want of theirs. Like, you wouldn't keep a box of stuff like this, perhaps. Um, like, you might keep some things from a partner, especially if they're useful. But stuff like this, you know, I feel like Rachel might not keep this because she's that upset about what Ross did. Yeah, I feel like I, I keep things that have a function or like a, a pleasant purpose. So if I was bought, I don't know, like an art print or something or a, a book, I, I, would keep, I wouldn't throw that away because it has something to do that isn't necessarily right to the relationship. Whereas if it was like a movie stub, I mean, I wouldn't keep that. But if I was going to, that would probably go after the breakup. So I don't do this anymore. Yeah. Or if it was a book of pictures of you two together. That I'd probably keep. That's a difficult one to keep, though. It is, but I mean, I wouldn't be sitting there thumbing through it every night. Of course, <laughs> it would just feel like it was, I'd feel too weird to get rid of. Um, yeah, it's nice memories, but you've also got to explain to your future partner why you have this book around. That is true. There is a picture of Jessica and I in a multi, you know, there's like photo frames that have multiple photos. Yeah. There's a picture of me and Jess in one of those frames in my house. And every time I walk past it, I go, should take that out to be fair yeah. um, but I think my current girlfriend has seen it a few times but she's friends with Jess as well so it's, it seems less weird if she, if she doesn't know who your previous partner was it's probably fine yeah just but yeah they're friends so I guess it's less weird because she's like oh well I already know you know the situation the situation but I still need to move it because it does it does feel weird sometimes and I'm like it's like half four in the morning I've watched hockey I'm half asleep had a few beers and I look into Jess's face on the wall I'm like <laughs> what oh yeah wait no and then so I should probably move it at some point um but no, it's very sweet, and uh, I want to steal Dino Fossil's mark, but I don't want to have to sleep with Ross to get one. Does, does anyone? I, I mean, depends what dinosaur it was, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> what level of dinosaur would it have to be for me to sleep with Ross? T-Rex. No, I'm not a big T-Rex, man. No. Pachycephalosaurus is my favourite dinosaur. 
So maybe if I got like an entire skull, I'd sleep with Ross. So I can't remember where I was. So yeah, I, I was in Aspen once and there was a, um, you know, a, a gifty type shop sort of place, you know, with knickknacks and stuff. And they had a dinosaur fossil, like the head. Um, you know, the, the ones with the big armor plate in with like the diamonds on their backs. I forget what they're called. Stegosaurus. Yeah, like it was like that type of head. And it was like $50,000 for one of these. So I was like, that's really cool. If I was a millionaire, I would definitely buy that and have it in my room. <laughs> Like, but it was cool that you could you could just buy a dinosaur if you wanted to. Yep, I love that. Yep. Madness. Um, but we then joined Monica and Baby Burke on the balcony. Now, the chair, the pair, rather, not the chair, the pair chat about how weird it should be. But it doesn't feel weird, Mark. It doesn't feel weird that Rachel... No. Well, what am I doing with names today? Just, I need to go back to bed. The pair chat about how it doesn't feel weird that Monica dated, you know, Baby Burke's dad, Daddy Burke. Oh, Daddy Burke's got a nice ring to it. Daddy Burke, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just making it worse, aren't yeah. you? Uh, then the pair kiss. It's weird. Uh, the kiss reminded Monica of Richard. Ick, ick, ick. Like the, the taste or the moustache? Uh, the technique? <laughs> like the scent? Like there's so much that could be Richard. Yeah, no, like I think even them just discussing it is kind of weird. Like, like I said earlier, you wouldn't want to be like, you dated my dad. And things, so we should. No, there's there's too many things you'd think about. It'd be it'd be like Chandler thinking about his mum. Yeah, it, exactly like that. So, just why creepy. would you want to go there? No, just just if, if you if you ever have and you know you want to talk about it, explain explain it to us and how it went. <laughs> it's a therapy podcast. <laughs> yes, just like... the Friends Therapy podcast. <laughs> That'd be a very good name for a Friends podcast, wouldn't it? Friends Therapy. I guess we should be reading down my house. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next week on Friends Therapy. <laughs> Ryan talks about another relationship and what happened in it. Yeah, we go, we go, Roger, on the <laughs> yes. listeners. <laughs> but later that evening, uh, the football is still on, um, and Monica is still shuddering in revulsion. Because yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Really, it's just a bit icky. Um, but there's a knock on the door. This time it isn't Chandler banging on the side of the box. Um, Joey gets up to answer. It's Kathy. Uh, she apologises to Joey, but he's not mad at her. Uh, she wants to see Chandler, and the girls explain the box. And that he can't talk, and that Joey had his reasons. Um, Kathy thinks Chandler not being able to talk might make what she has to say easier, and starts talking to the box. Uh, she begins, but then turns to give the gang a hint, and they all move into the kitchen, falling into my favourite French trope mark that sound doesn't travel into the kitchen. Listen, I don't want to be someone who comes between two best friends. I just I can't stand seeing what this is doing to you guys. And I don't want to be the cause of that. So, I don't think we can see each other anymore. I'm going to go to my mom's in Chicago. I'm going to stay there for a while. I think this could have been something really amazing. But, you know, this is probably for the best. You know? I'm going to miss you. Goodbye, Chandler. Open the box. What? 
He can still catch, okay? Come on, get out of there. Get out of there. So, yeah, we're gonna be fine. Get out. Yeah? Yeah, you, you did some real good thinking in there. <laughs> Man, this is... <laughs> Now go, because you can still catch her. And Merry Christmas from your secret Santa. All right, who got Chandler? Because I uh, need to trade. <laughs> so, is this the end of Kathy and Chandler? Oh. No, is the answer. Good. It kind of feels like it is, though. Like, her walking away like that. Even though he chases after her, it kind of feels like she's decided... I mean, we all know that I'm always happy for more 90s Padgett Brewster. Yes. Not that there's anything wrong with 2023 Padgett Brewster, just, you know. Yeah, we don't have to explain this anymore, do no, we? No, we don't. <laughs> just leave the silence there. Um, this whole scene is just adorable. Um, I like how the girls initially just sit there and stare at Kathy as she's going to, like, you know, confess her feelings or, you know, break up with Chandler. Yeah. And they're just, like, happy to watch. Like, go on. <laughs> just break <laughs> yeah. your own hearts right in front of us. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. And, yeah, but they do all stumble away. Um... And then Joey just being like, open the box. It's so Joey. And this is why everyone says Joey's the best friend. Yeah. Because when it comes down to the nitty gritty, he, he does just give in and wants Chandler to be happy. Yeah. Which is adorable. And it makes sure you give her a big hug. Um, I do love how he's like, Merry Christmas from your secret Santa. And he says it with so much heartfelt sentiment that you're like, ah. Oh. And then he's like, right, we need to trade. Who got Chandler? <laughs> yes. like, like, is he just trying to get out of buying a gift? Well, he, he probably didn't want Chandler before, right? I don't want to buy a gift for that person I'm talking to. Whereas now, yeah, he has to buy him a gift. Well, I feel like this this is his gift. Like, he's, he immediately says, you know, happy oh, secret okay. Santa. Because now he can be like, right, that's my present. I don't have to spend any cash. Yeah, that's a pretty good present. Joey's poor most of the time, so. Kathy's yeah, yeah. a pretty good, that sounds weird to say Kathy's a pretty good gift. I don't mean it in a possessive way. I just mean it's a very sweet thing that he does. It also means he hasn't got to buy a present. <laughs> so, yeah. Before we sound creepy. Um, the post-credit tease, Mark, uh, is the gang watching Chandler chase after Kathy. And steal her purse. Oh, wait. It's just a mugging. It's not Chandler and Kathy. Gotta love 90s New York. Yeah, I like the way they're like, oh, look, they're hugging. Oh, no, he's stealing her purse. And then they go, oh, no, there he is. And, like, no, they're going to call the cops. Yeah, Joey runs off to call the cops. And then they do actually spot the pair later. Yeah. And obviously start smooching in the street. And then people are like, oh, get a room. Which <laughs> they probably should. What are you making out on the street for? That's gross. Yeah. Especially when you get mugged at any second. Yes. <laughs> it is weird how... They never really talk about how crime-ridden, I guess, and run-down New York was in the 90s. It's quite difficult when you are on a soundstage in, in L.A. That's true. But, it, yeah, in the 90s, New York was not a safe place. Like, Central Park was just like a murder park. Yeah, I remember every film that came out in the 90s, if they had the subway shown, it was always dark, gringy, covered in graffiti, sparks from the trains, no one else around, maybe some old newspapers flying, definitely a homeless guy or two there. Yep. Um, you know, thinking of Turtles, The Matrix, stuff like that. And you go to Subway now, and it's fine. Like, mostly, it's very clean. It does have... A weird air to it though um whenever i've been to new york there's definitely like this kind of like undercurrent that you can feel maybe americans feel this as well like new yorkers yeah or maybe it's like you know being in a different country like you definitely can sense like sense the the racism kind of going on a little bit like the racial tensions um but when you go on the subway they're very cold and clinical and you know 
angular. Like the lighting is really weird as well. Like you go to the the tube in London, and they've designed the tube to be very warm and welcoming. So like the light is like bright and nice and warm. Everything is clean. There's no graffiti. There's no dirt. No nothing. Um, and you know, have nice posters and the way everything is like signposted and the mirrors and stuff. But even in like some of the the major um, subway stations, you're going down and there's like the person in the box who's like going to give you your tickets but it's like they're surrounded by this metal cage and walls yeah. and like it's really oppressive feeling and then when you go through the barriers like metal cold metal oppressive feeling and then the exit ones where it's the the turnstile like upright turnstile so you can get out but no one can get in yeah like i don't know there, there's there's just this fit there isn't this warmth to the subway at all it can feel bad but like most of the time the the stations are are actually clean and nice. Mm-hmm. There's just this weird air. To... And then there are some strange things that happen. Like I remember one of the times I went to New York, there was a guy on one of the, he wasn't on the platform, he was in like the the concourse between two platforms. He had set up a drums, drum set. The drums were made out of pans and he was playing the drums with pans. It was quite fun. Uh, there was a woman who, it, she looked like an older lady and had like the, one of those older lady bags on a trolley sort of thing. Yeah. And when she lifted the cover up, she had just like loads of baked goods that she was selling from it. And like, it was almost like quickly, like I can cover this over if like a police officer comes by where, cause I'm not meant to be selling here. But there's all like sorts of weird, like characters doing things. There. And you're like, you shouldn't be doing this, but you're just brazenly doing it until you get kicked out. Yeah, it's fair. Um, there's a social media page called Subway Creatures. Um, and it just shows you videos of like weird, weird, weird people. Or the people trying to sell their like music CDs on the train. And yeah. It's weird. I remember get to New York the second time and I had like a X amount of days unlimited travel pass for the subway um, and there were people stood at the gate saying anyone got unlimited anyone got unlimited and obviously the one you like swiped them through right um, I did have one person once as I swiped through kind of like literally like hugged the back of me and you get through. that in London a lot as well yeah I, I normally slow down to you know I've paid you should pay as well so well, I've paid how dare you um, but my brain went oh I'll, I'll swipe this guy in and my brain went what if he grabs your card and runs away with it and then I was like no he can just pay himself yes and I just, yeah decided not to be kind because I was paranoid. Oh, I remember one guy coming down the, the carriage once asking for money and I looked at his clothes and I was like, his clothes are nicer than mine. Those are like brand new Nike trainers and everything else he's wearing is like <laughs> immaculate. Like he's earned a fortune, but he was a big guy and I think he was a little bit intimidating to people. Uh, yeah. or maybe New Yorkers are nice. Like I think, you know, the, there's the stereotype of New Yorkers are not nice. They're rude. They're fast paced, whatever. Every person I've generally met has been super polite. When I had issues like trying to figure out the subway machine, what ticket I wanted to buy, the guy behind me was like, oh, you know, can I help you? Now, he might have been doing that because he was in a rush. But Fair. I think he was actually doing me just being polite. And like, oh, I can see you having to, can I help you? And I think New Yorkers are actually pretty nice. I can't remember where I saw this. It was somewhere on like a YouTube video podcast. But a woman who kind of lived on both coasts said that the way she always describes it is that people on the West Coast, West Coast like LA, California, are nice but they're not kind. And people on the East Coast, like New York, New Jersey, aren't nice, but they're kind. So like, <laughs> if you, if your car broke down on the side of the road in LA, people would be like, oh, that's a shame. Good luck. And they'd leave. Yeah. Whereas in New York, they'd be like, you're goddamn idiot, you didn't pack a spare. And then they'd help change your tire. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, what, I've only been to the East Coast, but that to me is a very good description of I like the vibe of New York. They're not nice, but they're kind. Yeah, I really like that. Still hate the Rangers though. <laughs> <laughs> Get them there. Well, well, that, that brings us to the end of the episode after our nice little reminisce about New York. Yeah, so it's an okay episode. I don't like the, you know, the baby book stuff. I really no. just don't care about 
that relationship. I know what they're trying to do, but it's, it is icky and kind of gross. Yeah, you could lift out Monica and that entire storyline and it wouldn't affect the episode to me at all. No. And Chandler in the box is very funny. Um, yeah, it has its little moments, but it's, it is pretty much a forgettable episode. It's, it's, not, it's not the worst, it's just there. See, I really like this episode for its sentiment. I like Joey being, you know, open the box, you could go, you still catch her. And I really like Rachel's moment of don't tell me I'm not sentimental. Um, yeah, like I say, it has its moments. It, it definitely is, you know, mid-season, not lull, but, you know, the excite, exciting episodes are always at the beginning or the end. I mean, it's one of the episodes that you need to watch back-to-back. If you were watching this like week on week, so you watched last week's and waited a week and watched this one, yeah, I feel like this episode would be a bit of a damp squib in comparison to the rest of the yeah. season. But if you were to watch both episodes almost as one episode, great. Yeah, definitely, because it, it is a multi-parter with what Chana did to Joey. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I guess they end it all nicely and everyone's back to normal again. Yep, and yay, Kathy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but that's it. Uh, should we do our socials, Mark? You want to do them? Well, you always tell me I forget them. Yeah. So we've got Facebook and Facebook's just watching Friends, isn't it? Watch Friends Pod. Pod. I knew one of them is Watch Friends Pod. Which one's Twitter? It's the same. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> Both the same but for that watch- very obvious reason. <laughs> <laughs> what, so at Watch Friends Pod at Twitter and Facebook, you can message us. Fair. See, I remember to do the socials, just not what the socials were. Yeah. And obviously, of course, the important one is patreon.com forward slash watching friends. Yep, that's right. That's the one we all need to remember. Why? Uh, so we can continue doing the show and uh, bring even more content. You get exclusive content on Watching Friends uh, Patreon. You also get ad-free versions of the podcast. Again, if you want tangent-free versions of the podcast, I'll edit them out and you can have those too, but only on Patreon. They would be 10 seconds long. Yeah. But like, you know, you've got like YouTube videos and not YouTube reels. Yeah. <laughs> like <that laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watching Friends shorts. This is a really good episode. Something happens with Joey and Chandler and there's a box. The end. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so please, if you can, please do consider backing us on Patreon. It does help a lot. You can you can do it for a single month if you want. That's, you know, less than a, depending on which tier you go for, it's less than a cup of coffee. Yeah. Less than a donut. Donuts are really expensive now. Yeah, like, well, are they in like Krispy Kremes are like, what, two pounds something a donut? And they're more than that. And then tell after night. I don't eat donuts often. They're not really my go-to thing. Yeah. I'd rather pack of chocolate biscuits. Yeah, they donuts have got really expensive. So yeah, it's che- cheaper than a donut, uh, cheaper than, you know, coffee. And how much entertainment do we provide you every month? Yeah. It's at least four hours. And I guess as well, in terms of like, you know, we say like it helps us do the podcast. This isn't free. Like obviously there's the equipment we've had to buy um, to do the podcast. There's Still also, paying off. Yep. And there's also things like hosting fees. Um, That's the big one. Yeah. Because yeah, we, we pay for somewhere to host this and do nice things for it. And uh, yeah, the bills come up soon. That's quite expensive. Yeah. So and, think- and if we don't pay the bill, everything disappears. Which is something I've been thinking about, actually. Because uh, I would like this podcast to just always be there forever. You know, be there for you forever. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, but, you know, I was thinking, like, if, if you know, when we're, when we're a bit older or when we stop doing the podcast, it would just disappear because there wouldn't be much point in paying, I think it's £90 a year to host it when, you know, we've finished doing it, like, years ago sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so I have been thinking about ways we can keep it so it's just always available, um, especially for when the AI's out and we've long gone and people want to take our voices and repurpose them for, you know, Friends 2024, whatever, whatever they call their retro version of the Friends, Friends. remake. Yep. Um, so, yeah. But, um, yeah, so that, that costs us some money. So, yeah, if you can support us and you're able to, please do. Yeah, we'd appreciate it. Um, one thing I want to chuck out there, 
which isn't a social, it's brand new. You're going to have to remember this one as well. Ooh. I heard another podcast and I thought we should do it. Um, so the last uh, month or so, we've been doing pretty well with our download numbers. Like Our stats have been going up ever since we started, which is always a great sign. We haven't plateaued. Nice. Uh, the past year, we have massively gained like listeners, subscribers, which is really exciting. Our last like 30 days, we had like 7,000 downloads. Nice. Which when we started... I'm trying to think of our very first podcast. I think we had like 70 downloads the very first episode in like the first week or something. And I was like, yeah, that's really cool. Oh, like yeah. 70 people are listening to us. Like that's more than the 10 we assumed they would. Um, so to have like 7,000 people in one month, like download an episode and listen to it is really exciting. But if you would like to sponsor or advertise on an episode, you can also contact us at contact at watchingfriends.com. Um, you know, maybe you've got a small business out there that you want to... Get, get out to a wider audience. Maybe you've got another podcast. I don't know. But um, just thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah, that sounds cool. You know, we can, we can help you reach other people. I'm curious now. Like, what kind of businesses listen to us? I don't know. But we'll hopefully find out soon. Maybe someone will sponsor us and help us to keep going. And they will also reach uh, a cute little friends audience that we've got going. Sounds like a plan. Yep. Get in touch. And with that, it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye from me as well. <laughs>